Hello, everybody. All right, so tonight I want to talk about something you hear me talk about a lot, but I want to give you some really specifics on it, some specifics, some specific things that you can use to give brain-based advice and support and concepts to your patients, and also really practical things that you can do around this concept of connection and control in your office, in your procedures, with your staff, training your staff, all of that that will be really important and hopefully help you have some aha moments on areas that maybe you can um, have growth and improvement. So we know that in order to have healing, learning, growth, um, we need to first feel safe, right? We need to make sure that we feel safe, um, that we can check that box um, of not being in that fight or flight mode. That goes for when we're learning new information. We're gonna learn more efficiently if we're not in a sympathetic dominant state, particularly like a chronic sympathetic dominant state. Um, we're going to grow more efficiently. We're going to heal more efficiently. Um, we're going to make decisions more efficiently. All of these things, take in information, integrate it, um, process it, comprehend it, retain it, and have output more efficiently when we're not in our overactivated limbic system, brainstem, but we're using our whole brain and we're active in our prefrontal cortex. We know this. You know this. However, so often in our practices, by our procedures and our communication and our leadership and just the way that we're interacting with people, we are putting people into a state of fight or flight, into a more sympathetic dominant state, and then asking them to learn new information, to give us more information, to recall information about their history, to make decisions you know, for care, um, long-term even. And that's just a mismatch. It's incongruent. It doesn't make sense. It's a demand that doesn't meet neurological ability or readiness. And so we have a mismatch. We have a gap. We have a demand and we have not ability. We have a, a situation neurologically that does not put us in a place to meet that demand. So we have a gap. And in that gap, we have things that we don't desire, right? And so where it might be like a patient is not making a decision, not committing to care, not understanding the concept you're teaching them, not following through with care, not seeing short-term and long-term goals, not buying into what you're saying, that's a problem, right? And so we really have to first look at the concept of if we want to make sure that a patient feels safe, in our environment, which is going to lead to more whole brain processing, which is going to lead to more ability to hear your communication, to learn and retain the information you're bringing, the value you're bringing, and be able to make decisions, right? And have follow through and retention in what you're asking them to do. Um, we want to understand that some of the two things that we need to do first are we need to create safety, is we are the feeling of neurological safety, emotional safety is to create connection and a feeling of control. We need to first connect, build rapport with a patient and or the patient's family 
who comes into our office, into our space, not just once, not just the first time you meet them, but always. Connection and control. This is done through our specific communication. It's done through the way that we um, answer the phone. It's done through, you know, what happens when a patient walks in? Does somebody at your front desk actually look up at them and make eye contact with them or attempt to do so? Are they, is your staff so excited that they're there that they're immediately giving them information on chiropractic and neurology and, you know, subluxation as soon as they walk in the door because we think, oh, we've got to, we've got to slam chiropractic um, communication and lessons down their throat from the moment they walk in. That is not connection. That is not meeting them where they are. We need to give them a feeling of control, back off a little bit, allow them to feel safe and in control in our environment. And one of the ways that we do that right from the beginning is training our staff, having procedures that allow them to see and feel that they are in control and they have connection. One, when they come in, we come around the desk, our staff does. Um, we don't get in their space, but we give them space. We give them an option, just like you would a little kid who's in a stressed situation. We want to give a choice. We want to give an option. Hey, Mary, would you like to sit here or would you like to sit over here? Either one is fine. I'd love to give you your paperwork if you want to get started with that. So we give a, a choice, particularly with families who are coming in with kids who have neurodevelopmental disorders or adults that do because they're living in chronic stress. We need to make sure that we are with our communication, verbal and nonverbal, that we're giving them control and connection, right? The next thing we may do is a small way to enter their world and connect. If they are not extremely verbal, then we maybe don't jam verbal down their throat, which is the opposite of what you might learn sometimes in um, practice management groups where it's like, hey, bring their energy up here. Maybe first you recognize that their energy and their way of communication is here. And so we want to give them some control in that. I want to allow, I want to give a choice and I want to give some control with that choice. I want to allow them to take in our new environment. And then I want to give some piece of connection. Hey, Mary, I noticed that you're from this town. I grew up there. Hey, I noticed on, um, I noticed that you have a green shirt on. That's my favorite color. I love green. Seems so simple. Seems so silly. Connection does not have to be a whole big thing. It doesn't have to be fake either. Just look. Connection, rapport, creates safety also. So control and connection. The kids that come into you, you may say to them like, hey, um, do you like to do knuckles or do you like to do high five? And they might not want to do either of those. Um, do you want a color? Um, here's a, here, let me put out a crayon and a marker for you. So we're giving them a choice. We're building some connection. And then maybe that's our thing. So we have to think about in our practices, when we're dealing with individuals with chronic stress, um, which is pretty much everybody in your practice and in your community right now, I want you to think, how can I give people, not just new people, but ongoing patients in your office, how can I give them a sense of control in my space? Is it that we need to give them an offering of, do you want this time or this time? Do you want this room or this room? Maybe you can't do that. Maybe it's, do you want 
tea or water. Maybe it's, um, hey, do you want to go to the waiting room or wait in your car? Which one would make you for feel more comfortable? Whatever it is, give one, think about what is one procedure I can do to give control? And then what is one thing that I can work with my staff on to do to start seeing the value of merging into your patients, your practice members, your community world, community's world, and building connection, as opposed to shouting immediately from the rooftops about what we do that's different and how we're counter everything that they're hearing out there. First build control, first build connection, safety, and then we teach and we build upon that. So important, so important. And so we start there. You know, I was, I was talking and on the post I made um, yesterday, I said, hey, one of the things that you do not do with your kids when you first pick them up from school, so it's like a little back to school, don't do this tip, um, is ask them immediately when they get in the car, like, what, you know, how was your day? Tell me about your day. What did you do? Who did you play with? And I get it. As a parent, we want to do that. But we're immediately putting them into stress mode. Demand. We're asking a demand when they may be just like decompressing from a day of a lot of demands. And then if you enter a child with a behavioral learning, socialization, or just typical development who's just not quite meeting the demands being placed on them that academically and socially at this moment, they've had all day of that and they come into your space. We don't want to put another demand on them. What we want to do is we want to create safety, control, and connection right and so what we want to do is give them a hey when i pick you up from school do you want me to do you want to listen to this music i know you like this station or this band or whatever do you want to listen to a book on tape do you want to have a snack like maybe give them a choice do you want to listen to this or this do you want me to have a snack do you want an apple or banana or granola bar or whatever when i pick you up so maybe that's it here's your choice do you want it maybe you work the choice out before you drop them off. And then, um, you know, we've created the control and then the connection could literally be like, hey, we do a knuckle thing. When I pick you up, I don't ask anything of you, but we do knuckles. Or um, we do like, I leave a little note for you in your seat where you sit every day and it just says like, love ya, or a heart or whatever. And I don't even have to say anything about it. It's just like there and it's just like our thing. It's just like what we do. Um, or, you know, something that's just for you and that child that's not putting a demand, but just building a bridge of connection. Connection, control, just for you, just little things for you. It could be like, hey, when we get home, our thing that we do is we walk to the mailbox and we get the mail together. So it's what we do. This is just what we do. And, and the be best thing to do is to have the child, um, and we'll talk about teenagers later. We'll do a whole thing on that. Um, I really love working with teenagers, but it's a little different. But um, have the child choose and have some have some skin in the game and some choice on so control on um, what the connection thing is right and even better if it's really something that they like and it's not really about you parent and this goes for in your practice too um, but it's about something they like so maybe they like skateboarding okay like every day when we get home from school or right after dinner you we do 10 minutes of you showing me how to skateboard 
or showing me skateboarding or we walked in the mailbox or we walked the dogs together or you show me how you you like to draw and I'm really not good at drawing and so you show me kid showing mom how to draw and we practice together and we laugh at how I'm not really good at it. Um, whatever it is, that's like a connection thing. It doesn't have to take a ton of time, but it's connection, building rapport, super important, and control. And then what we find, then the opening up, then the like organic, let me tell you about my day. Hey, I've been having this challenge. Hey, I'm emotionally struggling. Hey, I've been getting bullied at school. I want to talk about it. I want to connect. I want help. That's where that comes once we create the safety. So we have our clinical tools. And we're all doing that chiropractically for our patients, for our kids. We know we're improving resilience, we're improving adaptability, we're improving input processing output, we're driving efficient brain development. And then we have our brain-based tools, we have our communication, we have our procedures, we have our leadership, our understanding of how to connect and create a safe place for families, for kids, for parents living in stress, and for our kids and our families. It's all really important. So. Um, hopefully, no, I know if you listen to this, you will get at least one idea of what to do at home or in the practice. I would love for you guys to share that. Um, I love um, helping you know spread these brain-based concepts. It's a really emerging um, field um, that is multidisciplinary. This is the work. You want to explode um, your practice. You want to help as many people as possible that are looking for some new perspective. This is the way to do it. It's emerging. It's out there. People are looking for it across multiple disciplines. You just have to step into it, learn more, not necessarily do more, but know more, be able to give brain-based support, bring your clinical tools, which is exactly what we teach you to do. We've got over 100 focus docs around the world doing this, staying in the chiropractic lane, but rocking it with brain-based concepts and understanding um, and clinical tools. And if you are one of them, or you want to be one of them, join this. But otherwise, when you're listening to this, share, help each other. What is one thing that you got from this that makes you go like, ah, I can do that better? Or, oh my gosh, I just did that today and I want to share. Share. This is a community and we're all here to do better. When we know better, we can do better. All right, be well. Have a great day.